This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. Hi, everybody. I'm Andy Baskin. He is Daryl Ryder. Um, it's it's kind of a while we're waiting show, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're all thinking about here is Deshaun Watson and what's going to happen and how soon will we get an answer. Daryl, I'd start off there. Are you getting any vibes on on when? I know you've you've been pretty consistent on, hey, this isn't going to come sooner than later. It's going to come a little bit later than sooner. So. What, what are your thoughts uh, as we sit here um, and talk about Deshaun Watson when we might hear a verdict? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the waiting game right now. Everyone thinks they know, and the reality is they don't. It's all speculation. Anytime you hear someone talk about, oh, a source tells me that it's going to be X amount of games, it it's nonsense. Nobody knows what Sue L. Robinson's going to uh, rule. She certainly is not talking to people, telling people what she's thinking. Um, and it's it's interesting. You can pretty much tell where the information's coming from, at least which side of the aisle it's coming from. Because if it's a if someone says that it's going to be heavy suspension, they're obviously hearing that from the NFL side of things because the NFL doesn't want Deshaun Watson to play this year. And then if you hear someone say, "Well, I think, think uh, you know things are looking up for Deshaun here," that means they're getting it from Deshaun's people because uh, they feel confident in the case that they made. So nobody knows. And when Suelle Robinson um, makes the decision, she makes the decision. When that's going to be, again, nobody knows. Um, she's going to probably do, take her time and, and really deliberate and, and you know, go through everything and, and whatnot. So um, I, I think that when people say they know what um, Deshaun Watson's going to get, right now you need to take that with a grain of salt because Sue L. Robinson is not talking to people yeah i also think the other thing was and i heard a national writer say this and i was blown away started referring back to past precedent and what happened with ben roethlisberger and while i know normally you might say okay well that makes sense if roethlisberger got this then maybe that's but this is a whole new game like having a judge robinson in the in the seat that she's in changes the entire uh the entire outlook of of what you might think you know and what you don't think you know i just you know what i'm saying that there's the that 
because they've changed the system, I don't know that you can rely on the past to try to figure out the future. I know that might sound kind of deep, but does that make sense? Because of the new collective bargaining agreement, because they decided to put someone in the middle to listen. Now, when she's done and has ruled, and if she doesn't rule anything other than zero games, then I think you can go back and think about old past precedent. But until she says something, there's still this wall in the way of of thinking about the past and trying to use that to the future. It's a guessing game. It's exactly what it is. I think yeah. that's the easiest way to put it. It's a guessing game. People are just kind of throwing stuff out there based on things that they've heard or being told. But, yeah, it, it's a guessing game. All right, so one thing we did hear over the last week was Baker Mayfield have his first press conference with the Carolina Panthers. Daryl, what would you think of that? Uh, okay, great. <laughs> like, I mean, um, I, I just kind of uh, didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, he's not here anymore. <laughs> I All I was looking for was anything that he really had to say about the Browns. Um, you know, uh, I kind of give him credit uh, as far as acknowledging his uh, stubbornness and uh, trying to play through that injury last year. Um, him talking about uh, learning that he needs to keep some things in house. Um, I thought that, that was uh, pretty good of him, but yeah. Okay. He talked great. See you week one. Will we see him week one? You think he'll be out soon? Oh right? yeah. 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 <laughs> He's, He's just a, he's just a smidge motivated, not only to play the Cleveland Browns, but to beat them. So I I, I think he'll win the competition. I think he's the better player. Um, and I, I mean, if you're the Panthers, it's the right way to go. Uh, to to have a competition, make him earn uh, that spot. Uh, Baker is a guy that does not need really a chip on his shoulder. Uh, the Browns have obviously given him. Uh, a chip on his shoulder, but yeah, I think he'll win the competition. All right, so let's let's bring this back to here because he was on the roster, and I think there might have been I, just because he simply was on the Browns roster prior to the trade that you're you were looking at a situation with a full house of quarterbacks, and you know I, I still wonder what the Browns will think if Deshaun Watson gets a year. Will they bring in another quarterback? Do they have to bring in another quarterback, or are they content on on what they have and? What we'll see um, with Jacoby Brissett. I, I'm just. Uh, what do you think? Will they bring in another quarterback if they no. if he gets a year? They'll, if he gets a year, no way. They'll they'll bring in someone to be the third guy. They're not they're not bringing in a starting quarterback. I keep saying it. I don't know how many different ways or how many times I have to keep saying it. They're not bringing in another starting quarterback. Jacoby Brissett will be the starter if Deshaun Watson is not allowed to play football. What does that mean in terms of wins and losses there? Um, they're not going to win as many games. <laughs> I, I, I feel pretty safe on that particular limb. I don't think they're going to win as many games <laughs> with Jacoby Brissett. No disrespect to him, but I mean, look, it, it's the, it's wrong to say the shame of the situation. But the shame of the situation from a pure football standpoint uh, for the Browns, uh, because they put themselves in this position. So I, again, I weep not for the Cleveland Browns. Um, <laughs> but the from a pure football standpoint, this is a very good team on both sides of the ball. They've got a very good supporting cast. And uh, I think that's 
a big part of the motivation for Andrew Barry bringing in Deshaun Watson is that they're they feel like they're that close. They're a quarterback away. So, being that they're a quarterback away, um, I, you know, uh, it'll be incumbent upon Kevin Stefanski to uh, you know to kind of scheme some stuff to where you're not just relying on your quarterback. Uh, and you know, uh, I, I think that there's obviously a, a step back in talent between Deshaun and Jacoby. Um, but could they make the playoffs? Well, I mean, you never say never, but I, I think it's tougher if you're, uh, you know, uh, going with Brissett here and, uh, in his defense, he hasn't had a whole lot of help in previous stops. True. This is the best supporting cast he's had. So, you know, maybe that means something. But, I mean, he's not Deshaun Watson. Let's let's just be honest about it. So, um, no, I, I, I kind of put him along the same. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's as good as Baker, but he's to me, he's like in that in that realm, if you will. You know what I'm saying? If, if he yeah, was in upper echelon peril, they would have given him the $230 million this offseason when they signed him, right? Right. I, I mean, it's a great pickup. I don't want to I don't want uh, to diminish Brissett because it is a really, really good pickup by Andrew Barry um, to find someone that, uh, you know, with his talent to be a backup. Um, I think he's a, a capable starter. I don't think he's an elite player by any imagination. Um, so, you know, never say never about playoffs, but obviously the odds are much more heavily in the Browns' favor if Deshaun Watson's your quarterback. All right, so let's take the road where Watson isn't and Brissett is. And to me, I think this gives Kevin Stefanski a chance to have his finest hour, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, because if you really feel Jacoby Brissett is not a, a true 17-game starter in the NFL and that he's a great backup and he's good to have in, in certain situations, um, I, I think that one thing we learned from Kevin Stefanski was on the heels of Freddie Kitchens, he made Baker Mayfield or figured out a way to get through to Baker Mayfield to be a more efficient quarterback and we saw that with a win over the Steelers in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. we saw a guy that went from throwing the ball to the other team all the time because he was he was reckless. I, I mean, it, that's when you look at all of the the interceptions uh, that and then we saw it again last year, too, with Baker, that when he tried to do too much, he, he was borderline reckless as a quarterback. And that hindered everybody. You can't hit a five run homer. And he tried to do it too many times. And the ball ended up in the other team's hands. But when he was with Stefanski that first year, the two had some kind of chemistry to enough to the fact that Baker played confined and we saw all the good things in Baker come out. I hope he finds that in Carolina, except for week one. But I, I just I, I, that's why I think I, I can be OK with Jacoby Brissett. I'm not the way of a choice, but I think that if Kevin can find that place where he was with Baker when we had success, why wouldn't he be able to find that and, and maybe a more coachable quarterback in Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, I mean, you look at Brissett's numbers. In 2017, he started 15 to 16 games for the Colts, completed 58% of his passes, 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, comes back the next year, only uh, plays uh, seven, uh, four games, I should say. No starts. Uh, so let's go to 2019. He plays 15 games again for uh, the Colts. Uh, this time he completes just under 61% of his passes, 18 touchdowns, six interceptions, right? Uh, still with the Colts in 2020, 11 games, none of those starts. So we'll go ahead and skip that. Fast forward now to uh, 2021 with Miami. He plays 11 games with five starts, and he completes uh, just under 63% of his passes, five touchdowns, four interceptions. So, I mean, the numbers don't really wow you at all, right? Uh, right. He's not, just from a statistical standpoint, you look at it and you just basically shrug your shoulder and say, yeah, he's serviceable. He's not great, not terrible, serviceable. And that's kind of what you want for a backup quarterback. So, um, you know, the touchdown to interception ratio collectively is, um, you know, isn't terrible. It's a, you know, two to one, which is kind of what you want for, right. you know, uh, it's you know, 36, 17 um, completion percentage is basically right around what you got from Baker Mayfield. It, you know, 60, 61%. Let's be honest about it. Uh, and I'm not criticizing Baker, but I mean, that's just, that it is what it is, right? Um, the guy has started 37 games in this league uh, of the 60. So uh, he's a serviceable starter, but he's not, he's not an elite player at the position that, I mean, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, it, it's nothing personal against him. It's a great pickup by Andrew Barry to find someone that, yeah, you can send him out there. He'll do a decent job. He'll keep you in games. He's not going to lose you a lot of games. But I don't think he's a guy that's going to put the team on his back and and and, and carry them uh, like uh, Deshaun Watson has that capability of doing. But you look at the supporting cast having, uh, you know, eight running backs, hmm. uh, at least one wide receiver, maybe two, maybe three. You know, who knows? Um, maybe uh, David Njoku takes that big jump and puts up the type of numbers that his contract now says he's going to put up. Um, and, and you factor all that in the offensive line is very good. As long as they're, as long as they're healthy, I, I, you know, I think it's fair to say that the Browns have one of the better offensive lines. So when you look at the collective supporting cast around him, yeah, I mean, you could probably uh, make a pretty good case that he's going to keep the Browns in a lot of games uh, and they're going to have a chance to to win some of those games. He's not going to go out there and, and lose them. And you could say st- the same thing about Baker. Just, it, you know, he was hurt last year. Uh, things affected him both on the field as well as off the field. He, him and Kevin Stefanski weren't seeing eye to eye. Uh, clearly wasn't seeing, seeing eye to eye with Odell and, and, and some of his teammates. So um, you just kind of factor all that stuff in. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's just it's really hard to project the win total right now it's the number one question i get from people aside from how many games is uh, deshaun watson getting suspended for it's how many games are the browns going to win are they going to make the playoffs again and it's like well i I need an answer to question one before i can give you an answer to question two you know what i'm saying it is like i have people just look at me and they're like hey can i ask you and i get like i'm not sure anywhere between six and the full season like i don't even let them finish the question anymore (laughs) i We've talked about the offense and and some of that stuff. There was some a little bit of rumblings about defense and perhaps picking up another well-known defensive lineman. 
Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, make sure you subscribe to the feed. If you want to be a part of a future show, all you have to do is hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at game day CLE. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. As I alluded to in our last segment, there was a name that came out uh, over the last couple of days that was a, a big defensive name at one point. It's just the hard part is trying to imagine him playing for the Browns, knowing what his age is, but he could help. The Browns need help on the defensive line. And of course, we're talking about Indomitian Sue, whose name seems to be interested in the Browns, but I don't know if that's the case because he seemed to be interested in a couple other teams along the way. It would be uh, fascinating to see all of these high draft picks, you know, when you're looking at Jadavian Clowney, Miles Garrett, and Indomitian Sue. Is there anything to the story? Not really. Um, I, I don't see anything happening with it. Uh, it's It makes for good filler, but that's about about it. Um, I, I think if they were going to bring in Indomitian Sue, it would have been done already. So, um, no, I, I don't think that there's a lot to it. I think that they're committed to going with these kids, uh, having Garrett and Clowney as your bookends. And, uh, you know, as we talk right now, it's Jordan Elliott and Taven Bryant. And I had to look up the uh, the depth chart to tell you who the hell's in the middle of the defensive line at this point. <laughs> <laughs> if we're just being brutally honest about it, right? Then they got uh, Chase Winovich and uh, Tommy Togiai and uh, uh, Perry and Winfrey. Uh, Perry and Winfrey's in there. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, not the basketball player. Uh, oh, he's bummer. in there. Boy, he could really shoot from the outside if they need somebody to <laughs> add some depth and get the rotation moving. He a can little play bit. outside. He can play inside. We love him. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah. I, I just I don't see Indomitian Sue in the Browns' future. I, I just I don't see that happening. It, it, it's a big, it's it, it's a big name. Um, it's fun to talk about, but in this little world I call reality, I just don't see it happening. It's, it, you know, we talk a lot and I like Jeff and I were talking and, you know, his number one thing is, you know, we need another wide receiver. We need another wide receiver. And like, I, I wanted to hit my head against the desk yesterday going, yeah, I think we need another wide receiver too. I agree with you, but you know, I just don't think they're going to make the move. I don't think they're going to make those. I need to find out if the kids they have can play. 
like that's kind of part of the the team building thing here is you invested in these uh, some of these young guys uh now you got to find out if they can play and then if you figure out that they can't next year you bring in some help but they got to give these guys the the snaps and the reps is to see what they see what you can get out of them you know it's a big year for donovan people's jones it's a big year for anthony schwartz um i i think that david bell's going to do a good job as a rookie but um you've made investments from the browns perspective in these young guys you got to let them play see what they have um keep in mind that amari cooper's getting 20 million dollars a year think about that 20 million dollars a year they were paying uh obj and jarvis landry combined 28 plus maybe Mm -hmm. 29 if you round up the numbers right Mm -hmm. it's a lot of money for two guys let alone paying one guy 20 so um and look i i I get you know (laughs) marty cooper's made a lot of pro bowls he's had a lot of thousand yard receiving years and 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 whatnot but i mean that's the reality so they got to find out if these kids can play and, and to do that, you give them opportunities. And we've seen, look, we've seen flashes from DPJ. We've seen flashes from Schwartzy. So, um, and, and, and again, uh, really like what I see from bell, uh, uh during the off season program. So yeah, you got to let these kids play. Uh, I, I totally understand where the Browns are coming from when it comes to the receiver position. They've invested draft picks in these guys. And it's, uh, you know, kind of kind of put up or shut up time for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, when you look at our own roster, well, I mean, the, I don't know how great Donovan Peoples-Jones to me is still, um, I like watching him play. I, I, I think he's a good a good wide receiver, but the investment still was a six-round pick. Same as Michael Woods yeah. going into this year. It's Bell and Schwartz, I think, that you, and, and I'm not going to put, uh, you know, a, a stopwatch on Bell right now as far as his career is concerned, but. You know, Schwartz is sitting there, and I want to see the speed. I want to see this get utilized. And I don't know how much of it was him or how much of it was Baker Mayfield or him knowing the system, not knowing the system, having the opportunities, being on the field at the right time. I got to think that he's going to be a guy that's going to have a chance to uh, step out this year. And you're right. If you bring in a veteran, we're not going to have the chance to see if Anthony Schwartz was worth a third-round pick in 21. Got to let it sort itself out. Uh, I mean, and again, this is just kind of part of – uh, team building. When you look at the, look at all the money that has been spent, <laughs> it's it's a ridiculous amount of money that they they spent. I mean, they spent more money last year not to make the playoffs than any team in the NFL. Nobody spent more cash than the Cleveland Browns. And you could even go all the way back to when they couldn't even win games. They were they were spending money hand over fist. Um, but yeah, I they just they got you just got to let it play out. See what these kids can do. Um, I think David Bell's going to be a huge, huge factor offensively uh, as a rookie. He's going to get a lot of touches, in my view. Um, David Njoku, they're really going to use him. Harrison Bryant, they're going to use him. Uh, you know, let's not forget that both running backs can catch the football out of the backfield. Too. Everybody wants to forget that, Daryl. Everybody, no one talks about that. I, I, I wish I, Kareem Hunt was our slot back. I mean, yeah. just so we can get him the ball more often. A- absolutely. Uh, so I, I, I think they're going to be fine. I, I think they've got enough weapons offensively. I really do. Um, so, and I, again, I think that the conversation is driven because of the unproven at receiver, right? 
and the and the lack of consi- the lack of consistency in production, which is a byproduct of the lack of consistency in opportunity. Well, this year, these kids are going to get the the consistency with the opportunity, and they got to go out and show that they can consistently produce. Daryl, let me just throw one, and I, I don't mean to. Uh, I know we didn't talk about this before the show, but you you brought up money and how much money this team has, and, and you know earlier this week we were talking a little bit about salary cap. I mean, the the Browns have a ton of space right now. But do yes, they yep. really knowing that they've got to pay these guys down the road? Well, Can that's you, the thing. They they're yeah. going to be rolling over that. It's easy to say, "Oh, I'll go ahead and spend another eight to ten million in salary cap space." But no, I mean, they they're going to need that because see what's going to probably happen with, uh, especially with um, Deshaun Watson's contract, is they're going to keep renegotiating that. Not from a dollars and cents standpoint, but they're going to probably just, you know, do a lot of converting salary into signing bonus type stuff so they can kind of keep kicking the can down the road. And they'll probably add as they do that, they'll add the voidable years in that just to keep that uh, cap number contained. But right now, everyone's sitting there saying, well, they got over 40 million in salary cap space. Why can't they spend it? Well, the reason why is because they owe a lot of people a lot of money going forward uh, from the offensive line to Miles Garrett uh, to uh, Denzel Ward. You got yeah, a lot of Denzel guys. Ward. That, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they got a lot, yeah. lot, lot of money that they have spent. So that extra salary cap space, It's and I think that that's one of the great uh, – features that got added to the CBA back in 2011 was that rollover of unused salary cap space for teams. And the reason the league did that was to satisfy the, uh, the players desire for teams to spend more money. So they couldn't take all the, you know, all the, uh, the revenue and just keep pocketing the cash or, you know, spending it on rookies with the, the rookie cap. It's to promote that, um, you know, that the veterans who have put in the time and uh, been successful, that they get rewarded in free agency. And I think for the most part, uh, it's worked really, really well. Veterans are getting, I mean, case in point, look at the contract that David Njoku got from the Browns. His production, when you look at Njoku's production, it doesn't warrant the contract that he got. I, I think that everyone would agree with that. In fact, that, that's why everyone's saying, oh my God, they overpaid to keep Njoku a Brown. But the market for productive tight ends and a player with his athleticism, that that's what it pays. So it, it so I think the CBA has been really, really good for these players and these veterans on those second and third contracts uh, to get their piece of the pie uh, per se. But um, yeah, they, the, the Browns spend money. They, it's not for a lack of trying that they've not had the success that fans have uh, desired them to have, because uh, basically the, the Haslam's have given whoever the GM is a blank checkbook and basically said, what do you need? How much do you need? Here it is. Uh, now go out, win us some football games. One last point, just to wrap up this conversation, that especially when you look at the salary cap money that's available, and you keep saying to yourself, like Daryl said, "Hey, why aren't you spending money?" Uh, you know, the average age of most NFL teams is somewhere between twenty-five and twenty-seven years old, and the Browns are the second youngest team 
in the NFL. Now it's a couple of weeks. The Lions are the youngest team at 25.51, where the Browns are 25.55, and you know the Ravens are just on the other side, just a you know a couple of uh, just a couple of weeks later at 25.8. But still, you're looking at a, an extremely young team compared to like uh, let me see who's the the biggest team. The Bucks are 27. Uh, 0. 0.08, and we all know Tom Brady probably weighs down that scale, but bigger than anybody <laughs> else. And if they brought Gronk back, then they might as well just go to 40 and we'll call it a day and we'll get him a golden Buckeye card. Um, uh, speaking of money, a lot of money on the table, especially by the way we consume the NFL. I want to talk about that next. You are listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Well, money, 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 and the way we consume the NFL is always going to be a topic, and it, we're, it at least we're a long way away from when I was a kid and my dad had to crawl up on the roof and try to get the antenna to get Channel 13 out of Toledo or, I don't know, Channel whatever out of Erie or, you know, maybe put some extra tinfoil on there and try to get Channel 10 out of out of Canada. Um, but the way we consume this game is, is changing, and it looks like it could change again, and a lot of money for the NFL. It looks like Apple, uh, according to Pro Football Talk, that – Apple has the lead in trying to get the NFL Sunday ticket uh, away from DirecTV. Three billion B with a B per year, Daryl. That is a lot of money to be able to watch out of market games. And it's a drop in the bucket for Apple. So thank you for buying all your iPhones. Guilty here. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes get your I, get your iPhone twenty three this fall, right? Um, I look. I, it, it it is. Uh, when we were talking about earlier why or how the Browns have just been spending all this money. And uh, this is why, because the, the revenue that is coming in is just astronomical. Uh, the league is no longer being supported through tickets and concession sales or selling t-shirts and jerseys at the team shop. It's basically the media deals, right? ABC right. slash ESPN, NBC, CBS, and Fox. Well, now, because streaming is becoming so prevalent, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you, you know, Netflix, just everyone has a streaming service at this point. Basically, if you don't have a streaming service, as far as like a network goes, is that's what I'm talking about. Not, not so much the consumers, but like right. every network has their own streaming service, it seems, of some sort for people to access content. And uh, so... Um, the commissioner basically coming out and saying that his anticipation is that direct T or that they will move 
uh, Sunday ticket from DirecTV to a streaming service in 2023, number one, yes, it's 100% money-driven. Number two, the league is recognizing that people are no longer just tied to sitting on a couch uh, and a television set if they are watching games now. Uh, people are mobile. They're watching it on uh, a phone or a tablet or computer, right? And mm -hmm. so this is, I think, the league's way to adapting to that. Um, also, too, the technology, 4K uh, broadcasting, uh, is, it's, it's phenomenal. I've seen an NBA game in, in 4K, and you basically can see the grain of the wood. <laughs> it is, that is how clear sure. 4K is, right? You can tell who has shaved and who did not shave today in 4K. Uh, it's that clear. And then 8K eventually is going to uh, become prevalent. It's it's the technology. It just people can't keep up with the technology, right? I mean, we went from uh, HD to 1080p HD to now it's 4K or Ultra HD. Now it's uh, 4K. Um, and streaming allows you to do that. Uh, it allows you to broadcast and transmit uh at higher resolution than the, you know, terrestrial uh, over the air uh, broadcasting. Um, the bad thing about streaming is latency and the delay. And I am going to be curious to see how that impacts sports betting and the interactive portion of sports betting that uh, leagues and teams want to see incorporated here. Right. Um, uh, I can tell you the, the Cleveland Guardians game that was broadcast on Apple TV uh, a couple of weeks ago against the L.A. Dodgers. It was like a uh, it was like Friday night at 10 o'clock okay. at night because right? they're on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. They're about two and a half to three minutes behind. Three minutes behind? Correct. Oh, wow. The, as far as getting to the TV. Um, I have fiber optic Internet at home, so it definitely was not my Internet service provider. Uh, so that is, I think something that has to get better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and again, people are going to be watching this on their phones and, and that. So to me, the delay and the latency is the only thing to worry about, uh, when it comes to streaming, because look, everyone's on Twitter, or, you know, a lot of people are on Twitter or social media during games and stuff like that. And, it was interesting reading some of the responses that I got when I mentioned that on Twitter and fans were like, yeah, you could really notice, like I was reading my Twitter feed and knowing what was going on or, you know, I, 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 I turned the radio on and I, <laughs> I knew what had happened three minutes earlier. And even with satellite, because it goes up and comes back down, it, that's about, it's usually about a 30 second difference than over the air. Um, because I, I know when uh, weeks that I, I don't travel, I'll, I'll fire up Jim Donovan and, and the radio broadcast, and I'll listen to that, and I'm able to sync it up with the announcers. And a big reason I do that is because half the announcers that do Browns games don't even know who the hell's on the team. They don't even know how to pronounce the names of the players on the team, which just annoys the you-know-what out of me, but it is what it is. Um, they clearly were not getting the number one broadcast teams. Uh, for no, games. that 1 o'clock Sunday slot is a, is a norm for the Browns. Jim Nance not assigned to Browns games for Sundays at one. But, uh, yeah, that latency, I think, is the only drawback. Other than that, I think that the league's really looking at it, the, the, the mobility, the portability, 
the uh, you know you're not tied to a television set or a satellite dish to access it. So I, I think that once the little minor technology kink right of the delay is worked out, I think it's going to be great for fans. And obviously it's great for the NFL because they're going to make a ton more money than they're making now. And again, if anyone can afford it, it's Amazon, it's Apple, right? I mean, because those two companies essentially print money. And yeah. who else prints money? The National Football League. So it it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think there are two other factors here um, that come into play. One is the ability for folks that live in rural areas to have internet. We're still like, I still think the percentage, uh, last time I checked, it was only like somewhere between 75 and 80%. Go ahead. True story. Yeah. My parents, okay, they live mm -hmm. a mile away from an airbase, okay? Mm -hmm. The maximum internet that I could find for them was six megs, which is like the equivalent of dial-up. And I, I always joke with them because they're like, hey, we want to stream. We want to do this. I'm like, well, when you move to somewhere where civilization lives and this thing called the internet exists, we'll get you streaming. Yeah, I mean, um, isn't that surprising, though? That, that I mean, yeah. I think that because we live in a city or we live in a, you know, one of the biggest cities in the country that we just assume everybody has it. It's not yeah, the case. It, I mean, it is I know not. They, they cannot get quality Internet to save their life. So you're 100 percent right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. The, the fans that do not live in cities that are in rural areas where Internet is uh, or high speed Internet, I should say is not readily available i think that is a drawback i agree with you 100 percent. i think the other uh, the other issue here too is with direct tv being on uh, with direct tv having um the sunday ticket it allowed bars and restaurants to be able to get that at a higher rate you know they pay a lot right. more than yeah they than pay a premium. right yeah and so now all of those bars and restaurants that have that are all going to have to flip over and then you wonder what they're how that's going to look trying to bring in all of those feeds to multiple televisions in bars and restaurants and with yeah they're there i yeah. mean it's you're basically going to need to get that high quality uh because remember the the more resolution you have the more bandwidth it, the <laughs> the stream requires and um if those bars and restaurants are not located in a city where you can get that kind of bandwidth available to you it yeah it, it certainly uh, is going to have an impact. And to your point, it's going to impact those bars and restaurants in small town America, right? Rural mm -hmm. America. Um, because Unless they're just taking in the one feed from over the air and that's it. Right. But that doesn't give them the opportunity to show out of market. Games. Right. That's but you can be in the middle of nowhere and, and have direct TV and get 1080p HD. It's beautiful, right? Right. But once that, once they make this transition in 2023, if if you're in the middle of nowhere, and I don't say that disrespectfully, we're just we're, we're talking about the technology that's available. Um, you know, if you're out in a rural area, it's it's whether you're uh, a consumer or you're a business. The reality is getting, uh, you know, getting that high quality Internet and that bandwidth it's 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 a problem and it'll be interesting to see though how it's going you know how it'll impact uh, the nfl and you know maybe the nfl um the big thing they they wanted exclusive right i mean that's that's the reason why 
either Amazon or Apple, as you mentioned earlier, it looks like it's going to be Apple uh, right now as the leader in the clubhouse. Amazon, of course, uh, secured the Thursday night football uh, package. But, um, you know, when, when you look at the, the, the streaming services and the, the money, the, you're paying for that exclusivity, right? DirecTV is paying for the exclusivity of, you know, having that, that Sunday ticket, just like, uh, NBC pay, pays for the exclusivity of Sunday night football. ESPN slash ABC are paying for the exclusivity of Monday night football, right? Um, the C- CBS and Fox, not much exclusivity there during the day on, on Sundays because there's a bunch of games. But, um, you know, when you're talking about, you said $3 billion. I, it's amazing we talk about these dollar figures. Like it's just we're just talking like a couple of bucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's twenty bucks. It's uh, I mean to to these companies, it's you know a couple you know the equivalent of having a couple of hundred bucks. But I just I still can't process three billion dollars a year for for licensing. But again, that's why the Browns have all this money to to spend on their players, and they are spending it. And it's cheaper than buying one team right now, right? So yeah. know, there's your bargain. I actually, well, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I, I you Broncos went for four, didn't they? Yeah. The I mean, the Browns value. I'm trying to remember the Forbes value of the Browns, but they uh, the Haslam's paid around a billion mm-hmm. in uh, to uh, the Lerner Family Trust. Um, I would say right now, I think the Haslam's could sell the Browns and double their money. That's pretty yeah. damn good considering they've made they've had like one winning season in the time that they've owned this. Team. I I think they would more than double their money. Right now, especially if you're looking at the Broncos, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, yeah. If you if you're using the Broncos as the is model, your, yeah. you know your your model, your yeah, they could they could easily double their money right now if they wanted to sell. All so right. if anyone has uh, over three billion dollars laying around, give Jimmy and D Haslam a call. JW two. See if uh, see maybe if they'll give you a number. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll cut you a deal. They'll give you ten dollars off or yeah, something they, like that. They'll give you a deal, right? You'll get uh, season tickets for life, <laughs> or they'll end up with it anyway. Yeah, they'll end he, up with season tickets for life. <laughs> he's Daryl Ryder. Make sure you're reading him all the time at ninety two three thefancom I'm Andy Baskin. We love talking to you over the air. Uh, on the radio, but we appreciate you listening right here to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. It is produced by Meredith Kane. She does an outstanding job each and every week, and uh, we'll probably drop early next week, probably on Tuesday again, unless something happens, and we know you all came out in full force um, when the Baker deal went down, and uh, we appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. As we like to end the show, Daryl, last thought. On pins and needles, that's where we are. On pins and needles, folks. And when we know, we'll let you know. (laughs) It's the waiting game. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe. Make sure you give us a couple stars along the way. And if you want to be a part of a future show, hit us up on social media at GameDayCLE on Twitter or Instagram. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.